Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you are buckled in and dressed for success. Neither. I have no seatbelt and I'm wearing a polo. There's no buttons on that. Why would you need buttons? It's just well, stuff. because the the more buttons there are, the more formal a shirt is. That's I'm going true. like so. Cash. If it's a if it's a fully buttoned up shirt, that's as that's as formal as it gets. If you're wearing a three button polo, that's like a step less formal. If you're wearing like a three step Henley, so no collar, that's a step down in the formality. And if you're wearing a V neck like I am, you're just a hobo. I'm going to argue with you on the Henley. I feel like even if you got buttons on a Henley, it's still a Henley and a collar is always going to add more formality. No, that's what I said. Like the three button uh, polo is more formal than the Henley. Henley is a step down. I'm on board with that. I've read multiple books on dress codes and you've listened to none of them because I've listened to none of them. I don't know if you guys are on YouTube, but he's wearing uh, a, a, a crop top and a George. I'm wearing a tube top. Thank yeah. you. And well, one of the things I, I, for two years ago, I got really interested in fashion, kind of learning more about it. And cause it just seems like, so I don't know. <laughs> it, that noise sums the, it up. That's the motion, right? Yeah. Um, but I was kind of curious about like what makes people think th- certain things are fancier than others. And the two <laughs> things a, that they talked about. Go to a fashion show and well, you have they, a lot of questions. They talked about buttons and collars and how those two things play into formality. So if a thing has a collar versus no collar, it's instantly more formal. If it has buttons versus no buttons, instantly more formal, right? So how many buttons and how many collar, or how much collar, um, I don't know. This is why people wear double polos, right? Like pop those collars. You got two collars. Now you're, du- you're doubly formal. How does, uh, how does Velcro play in? Velcro is a good look because it signifies that you're a guy who doesn't waste time. You get in and out of your shoes and you get on with your day. Well, I was thinking, have you seen, have you seen um, uh, Borat? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you got the, he had the, the, the Velcro suit. You remember? I just watched oh, I don't remember again, that like, part. Three weeks ago, I watched I, okay. it like two decades ago. I made, yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I made the mistake of watching it with uh, my wife's mother. Oh God, that's awkward. Yeah, horrible decision. But I saw the Velcro suit, and that kind of reminded me like that. It's, it's pretty funny. Yeah, a lot of male genitalia though, so don't watch it with older parents. Don't watch it with Bad. anybody in the room. That makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so why are we talking about clothes? Why are we talking about this today? We're going to talk about in real estate. Is there a benefit to dressing a particular way? Is it like dressing for success? Because I was, um, I met a guy the other day, young, young whippersnapper coming up in the world. We went for a walk and he was wearing like the quintessential real estate uniform, which I'll describe in a bit. Um, and I was not, I was, I'm, I'm, I almost always dress in some kind of black V-neck t-shirt. So he was some dressed jeans. as like the Monopoly man? Is he that, was a Monopoly man. Okay. He had a freaking monocle. I mean, that's, that's real estate. Yeah. He had a monocle on a top hat and I was like, Top of the morning to you. You look good. <laughs> like snazzy. But it got me wondering, like, you know, people talk about watch, like hey, that's that, that Rolex or that Omega, or you got to drive the, the BMW or the, the nice car. And it got me thinking, I'm like, does that stuff actually matter? I, it's, it, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, 
because I've heard Ryan Serhan talk a lot about like when he was really new, he got this like fake Rolex. Yeah. Because he wants he says it's made him more money than yeah. anything, right? Yeah. And his take on it, I thought was kind of interesting. But um, anyways. Well, it's, 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 I think this is actually a really interesting conversation because you have the Ryan Serhants who have a various certain aesthetic and that he dresses in a suit for people that know he always looks like sharp. And then you have people on the other end of the spectrum, you know, that we know who are older in the game. They've been doing this forever and they just dressed really, really casually. You would never know they're killers. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm, I think this is going to be fun to kind of unpack. And all we really have to talk from is the perspective of our anecdotal experiences. Per usual. Per, that's all we ever have. Yeah, we have no real hard data here. We just I read opinions. I read two books <laughs> on fashion. So you know one, everything there is to know. One was, I think, the GQ's Handbook of Style, and the other one is called The Appearance of Power, mm. which both are actually pretty good. Um, those are those are book recos for the... Those are my book recos. The, the G, I think it's the GQ, um, Handbook of Style. That's a really good book if you're That's an like idiot. That's like a pamphlet though, isn't it? No, no, it's a legit hardcover. Okay. Like it's a mini, it's a small it. book. Just, it's like it, tiny, yeah. but it's thick. Okay. And it, it covers a lot of things. So if you're an idiot when it comes to clothing like I am, that was actually quite helpful. I think a lot of people, a lot of men can benefit from this because I see so many guys just doing things wrong, just ill-fitting things or just... You know, like the one yes. that drives me nuts is like there's always the guy, and I'm sorry if you do this, but there's always the guy at the wedding who got the suit, and then he's he's wearing Oakleys. I'm like, come on, man, you can't have sporty sunglasses and a suit. We can't. No, I. This will be drives me nuts. The, let's let's put a pin in this because that's that's exactly where I want to start the conversation when we get done with the bad investing advice. Oh yes, of course. But uh, lead us lead us into those dark yeah. dark forests. Um, <sighs> that take us there. I'm sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> I almost broke out into like an 80s song there for a second. I, I don't, don't let me stop you. Um, all right, let me, let me get my notes straight here. Um, all right, so you make your money. Uh, when it comes to investing, you're going to make your, you're going to make the. Stroke? <laughs> I, I took like a little scribble note of like an idea, but I didn't actually. You didn't flush it out. I thought you were going to say, you make your money when you rob the bank. <laughs> like that is some bad you might investing acquire advice. some money but you're not making it yeah all right um you're gonna make the most money in investing if you get the best slash lowest price point on whatever it is that you are acquiring why is that bad i don't give it cheap hmm. cheap i like cheap well it's all about the terms Mm-hmm. Right, so mm-hmm. it's not necessary, and you've heard us talk about this before. But and you know, for for like a deeper dive on this concept, we just did an episode called uh, "Creative Financing Something or Other," basically kind of diving into all the ways—not all the ways, but a lot of ways—that you can structure the terms of a deal such that the price point that you're paying becomes a smaller factor, right? Because you can tweak all sorts of terms and deal to make it really attractive for you as the buyer and also win-win for a seller who's trying to get high price points. So I would say terms can and often do outweigh uh, the importance of the actual price point that you're paying for things. Thousand percent. I love that old cliche, that little nugget that says, I'll let you name the price if I can name the terms. Like if I'm in control of how long I have to pay back the debt or the, the price, I could pay you a billion dollars for that vitamin water right now. Deal. But if I get to name the terms, which is I'm going to pay you $1 a year for the next billion years. I'll sweet. take the deal. I don't even really want this. <laughs> like a dollar right now is still a win. Yeah. But um, 
<laughs> yeah, always always recognize that the terms I think are way more important and valuable to control than the price. And a lot of people they make the mistake of getting fixated on the price, which gives you the opportunity to to control terms. And price interestingly, is ego, man. Interestingly, today I talked to one of our listeners of the podcast, um, Ryan. That's his name, Ryan. And how did he find us? He he. Um, how did he? I think he saw one of the. I think it was a YouTube video about. Um, Something. He, he watched one of the YouTube videos, then got turned on to the podcast, started listening to those. He got the book. Anyways, all this he said, and I found this really funny. He goes, the same day that you guys were talking about creative financing, because we talked a lot about Pace Morby on that episode, he suddenly got hit with a lot of Pace Morby content on God. social media. Yeah, that's so creepy. It's, cre- it's super creepy. So then he, he hopped on a call with the Pace Morby team, I guess this morning, right before hopping on a call with us. And I just thought that was really funny. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. <laughs> Did we get the clarity on some of our pace questions? No, no, we weren't talking about that, but um, uh, all that's to say, very well, interesting. Yeah, I'm glad the control works. works. Okay, let's talk about clothing and the uh, you know mm-hmm. how to how to look how to look the part. What do you think? Does it does it matter in the grand scheme to dress for success? And what does that really mean in your in your mind? Um, I guess you never want to be underdressed for the situation. That's always bad. So it's always best in my mind, whether we're talking about trying to look like a real estate investor, if that's what you want to do, or you're going to something like you don't, you always want to err on the side of being a little bit more dressed than you need to be because no one's going to get mad at you for looking too dressed up, but you could, you know, give the wrong impression if you show up looking too cash for certain things. So it, it all depends on the environment that you're going into. Mm-hmm. You know, a meeting at a coffee shop at noon um, is a lot different than, you know, a a Friday evening gala. Totally. So, like, it really depends on who you're meeting, what's the context and the location. And err on the side of uh, a little bit nicer than you might need to, but, you know, make it appropriate. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that answers your question. I think, yeah, I agree. Context is everything. Yeah. You really need to dress for the context. The other side of it is something that you were talking about before we did the bad investing advice, which I think is actually the most important part, which is what's it actually mean to dress nice? And Mm -hmm. I would argue that just wearing a suit is not nice if that suit is ill-fitting, if it if it's the wrong colors for your complexion, if it if it doesn't go with your shoes, if the outfit isn't coordinated, then yes, you're wearing nice clothes, but you look bad and more so than anything else, I think in real estate, it's about looking good and professional. And the way that you do that is by making sure that your clothes fit your body, right? Like your, your shirt's not too long or it's not too tight in the midsection. If you don't have a flattering midsection, um, you aren't, you don't have your sleeves over your hands, right? And your clothes aren't baggy. They look good on you. Like those are, those are the things that provide an impression, and when you first meet somebody, like, does this person look put together? Mm-hmm. And I think that more so than whether or not they're wearing nice clothes is the most important thing. Because if you look like you know how to put yourself together in the morning, I can extrapolate this is a competent person who knows how to take care of other areas of their life. But yeah. if I see you and you're wearing clothes that don't fit, they don't look good together, mm-hmm. I kind of start to wonder, like, well, this guy doesn't even know how to dress himself. Like, sure, he's wearing nice clothes, but he doesn't look good. And so does he maybe lack good judgment in other areas? Yeah, I think that's that's an important take because it's. I think a lot of people think that looking the part uh, 
in any context, like we were kind of re- referencing Sirhant, he wants to look successful before he actually is. A lot of people equate looking successful to looking wealthy and wearing expensive things. But you can look uh, immaculate in really inexpensive things. You can get a suit from a thrift store for dirt cheap, take it to a tailor, and end up looking way better than a, an ill-fitting designer suit, right? And so you don't need to spend a ton of money to look really good in your clothing. You just have to understand like what fits your body, like you were saying, what complements your other features. And you know, some people, someone around you is probably going to be able to help you with that. Yeah. And uh, my wife has said something uh, which I love. I think it's a really simple uh, tidbit for guys who struggle with this uh, because anybody can do it. Like if you don't have the knowledge of what clothes to buy, what goes well together, like all you have to do is walk into a store and look at a mannequin. Like that's it. Do that and you're probably better off than trying to figure it out yourself. Yeah. Or get that GQ book. One One of the things, the life hacks that really helped me in this world was looking at movie stars and what they wear in movies because a lot of thought goes into wardrobe design for like a rom-com or for an action hero movie and then look at those things and say oh i like that outfit i like the way he looks and then take that as your inspiration that shirt with those pants and you can go and google hey i want that outfit that ryan reynolds was wearing in such and such movie and you can find all the pieces of that and that's a that's a cheat code in Mm -hmm. a very real way i did that with james bond I was like, I like that jacket this guy wears in James Bond. I like that shirt. I like those pants. So I went and got those things. And once I found like an aesthetic that worked for me, I just went and bought like 10 of those. So I own like 10 of the same black V-neck t-shirt and the same pants. And it's just, it makes it really easy to get dressed because it's limited. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think you need to look wealthy. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to get respect, especially if you're newer, you don't need to show up looking like you have an expensive wardrobe, yeah. but look like you care like, look like you woke up and you got ready. You put thought. Like, and, you're not, you don't look like you just rolled out of bed, something like that. But, I mean, we know a lot of guys in this industry who we respect a lot who are quite wealthy that you would never know. Never know it. We're really wealthy. Yep. And I think there's something to that. I think once you get, um, I don't think any of the guys here we know locally are at this level, but once you get to a certain level, um, you don't want people to know how wealthy you are. Mm-hmm. So a lot of like ultra wealthy people, they're going to get extremely high end clothing that has no logos on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot the actor's name who plays um, um, uh, Logan in uh, Succession. Are you watching? You watch Succession? Yeah, I watched like half of season one. The Jeez. old guy. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, like he's got a baseball cap in that. That's like two grand. Mm. No logo, no nothing. You'd never think anything of it. It's a black baseball cap, but it's like two thousand bucks. Mm. So most of these people, they want to have the nice thing. They like the nice material, but they don't want anybody to know mm-hmm. how much it actually costs because then you become a target, right? People are going to try to get some from you. They're yeah. going to sue you. So the Good. really rich people are like running from advertising their wealth. Good rule of thumb in this space. Don't wear logos. Like don't, don't do it. Like just generally it doesn't look good. Um, now there's two things. I'm curious. What, what are your thoughts? One, watches. Do you think having like a nice luxury watch is worth it and cars? Because you and I are like completely opposite end of the spectrum. So like we, we maybe can like talk anecdotally from like what's it like to have a nicer car and, you know, not nicer car. Yeah. So my car is for me. Like you're never going to mm-hmm. see a post on social of my car. No one knows what I drive. I don't tell people what I drive. They might see me in it and ask about it, but 
like it's 100% for me because I'm a car guy. I like to drive and it's it's great. It's not a Ferrari or anything like that. No. It's not silly. It's just Mercedes. Yeah, it's on, the, it's on the nicer end of, of what's reasonable for me. But I got it because I enjoy it. And like, honestly, I prefer a lot of the time that people don't see it. Right. There's been times where we're shooting content and you're I make sure the about car it. is yeah. not in the background because <laughs> it's just not my thing. So there's that. Um, it's got nothing to do with image. Do, do you it's think just, it's ever helped you or hurt you? In, in I'd argue, world? if anything, it's it's hurt um, because when you're a landlord and you pull up to one of your properties, it, it's, it really reinforces that concept so much so that for a while I was considering getting something just like super cheap. Yeah. So that if I back when I was doing a lot more stuff on site with properties, it just it made me feel more comfortable. But I never actually ended up doing that. Um, but um, I mean, it's a conversation starter, I'll say. Yeah, because you, you have a meeting with somebody who also happens to be a, a car guy or a car girl, and it's something that you can chat about, relate about, talk about. Um, but I wouldn't say that anyone's like doing deals with me because I drive an expensive car versus a cheap car. Yeah, yeah, and so, I, I come from the other side of this, which is you know I, I drive a Toyota Prius C, which is the, the small one, and I think I bought it in twenty fifteen for like twelve thousand dollars, and so and I've owned it all these years and I don't think it's ever hurt me in, no. in this world. Like, so if you're thinking about buying a nice car because you think that's going to help op- unlock doors, I really don't think it does. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think if your car is just, if it's not beat up in like rusting and falling apart, because you know, again, it's showing up and looking put together, mm-hmm. right? Like if your car is falling apart, that's not a good look. Cause it makes me wonder, do you just not know how to take care of your stuff? And so like, this is something I struggle with is taking care of the inside of your car and making sure that's not trash. That's what matters. Yeah. Like if you pull up in a beater that's clean on the inside and somebody else pulls up in a G wagon that is filthy on the inside, like right off the bat, I'm going to have so much more respect for the guy yeah. who doesn't have uh two work, two weeks worth of fast food bags and stuff stuck to the walls. Right. Yep. It's, and, and so if you're thinking about, um, I need to buy this car so that I can, get more investors or I can get more deals and people take me more seriously. I really don't think no. it's going to help you. No, that's a status game. I mean, if you listen to Naval, like that's one of those things that I think a lot of people that do that, the, the people that are posting about it, it's just a big status game and they think it gives them status, but it, really doesn't. it, it might get some eyeballs, but it's going to be like the 20 year old guy on, on Instagram, those eyeballs. Like it's cool for a 20 year old guy to see, Oh, look at that Ferrari. Oh, you're pulling up to a, a jet you chartered. Like, that's who gets excited about that, but those are like children, right? Exactly. So then the other part of this, how about luxury watches? What do you think about that? Do you think that helps? That's that's different because there's a there's an investment side to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of guys who get really into the watch game as you know their their assets, basically. Yeah. Right. And so it's not necessarily to help them, but they just like a watch, and and that's also an accessory. Yep. Where there's more value there because it's like I mean. I got bracelets. I like accessories. So it's not about like looking rich. It's just like it, kind of creating an ensemble. It pulls the outfit together sometimes. Yeah. Yep. So I'm into that. I don't wear watches personally, but um, I get why people do it. Um, I don't know anything about watches. So you could walk up to me with a watch on and I'm not going to know if it's like wicked expensive or not. Mm-hmm. Unless a watch guy tells me like, oh, dude, that really watch good. was 100 grand. Yeah. I might I might be able to recognize one or two brands. I, I, yeah. I know if you're wearing... Um, a Rolex or an Omega that puts you in a certain area. If you're wearing a Patek Philippe, it's like, okay, that's probably a different area. 
But again, I, I've never looked at somebody's watch and then taken them more seriously as a result of the watch. And by the time you're seeing somebody's watch, you've already made your first impressions. You've already started talking to them, engaged with them. And so your impression has already been formulated and the watch isn't probably going to change that. So if you're thinking that you need to have a nice watch to get people to take you seriously, you, you, you it, it's not going to change their, their uh, impression most likely. I mean, unless you get a meeting with a watch guy, like, you know, Kevin O'Leary, like let's say you got a meeting with Kevin O'Leary set up mm-hmm. and you want him to take you seriously. He's a big watch guy. So yeah. it might not hurt the story to have one other thing to talk about there, but no, Again, th- this I don't is, think he's going to think you're better. It's just one thing that you might relate on. That. Yeah, this is all. And take this all with a grain of salt is that we're talking kind of through the lens of real estate and mm-hmm. not necessarily yeah. like high finance or like fund management. If you're if you're in those worlds, they have a different uniform expectation. But for the type of real estate that we do. Or if you're just trying to start and get into your first like five, ten unit or whatever. I think you. I don't think you need to worry about these things as much. I really don't think that they're going to hold you back one way or the other. No, I don't think so. Honestly, I, the vast majority of the people that we deal with day to day, buyers, sellers, um, brokers, um, bankers, like I'd say, if anything, the lenders, the bankers, they're going to err on the side of like wearing a button up more often than In not. The vest. But That's like banking regulation, maybe. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> uh, with the little logo of the bank on there, but yeah. like literally everybody else, like it's always casual. Mm-hmm. Like I'm surprised if someone's shirt's tucked in. Yeah. So if you're thinking you need to show up to closing with a suit, don't, don't, unless you're buying a billion dollar building. I maybe then, but like no, nobody wears a suit to closings. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, it's pretty casual affair. So, um, most important takeaway. If you had to give somebody one one tip for f- like dressing for success here, what, what's your takeaway? <sighs> Figure out what fits you, what colors look good on you. Get some advice, um, but don't waste your money trying to buy expensive things, thinking that people are going to respect you more. Yep. Just don't look like a complete slob, and you're good. Yeah, I like it. I would say, err on the side of buying cheap clothes clothing that you then tailor to fit. Like, go get those shirts tailored. Make sure that they fit your body because that goes 90% mm-hmm. of the way. If your clothes fit your body and they accent it, you're going to look good. doesn't matter w- what the material is. Like, focus on that. As long as it's not itchy. Don't want itchy material. Yeah, don't, don't wear it for a lap. <laughs> That's not going to do you any favors. All right, so I already gave you your book recommendations, the handbook of style and the appearance of power. So go check those out. If you're like really into this world, otherwise use Dan's tip, go buy the mannequin. Um, That's a Liz tip. Actually. I stole it. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not going to use the mannequin afterwards, so I think you can just donate that. I don't think you actually take the mannequin out of the store. That might cause some problems. So maybe just look at what's on the mannequin and then pick up the folded version (laughs) close by. That's probably better. Or just go watch James Bond and then buy his clothes like I do. So those are your, those are your choices. Um, that's it. That's all. Oh, yeah. That's, that's all I've got. Uh, so, you guys um, can leave. Go, let's go ahead and see yourself out. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.